Greetings, greetings, this is ICAP. Welcome back to another session of my podcast. This is about uh, submission. And um, this is a prophetic word um, based upon um, based upon the problems. But this prophetic word shall be the solution to the problem. Submission. Submission is a key and vital thing in success and prosperity. Submission is is um, the catalyst of order as well. Without submission, there is no order. Without subjection, there is no order. Without being submitted to um, the order, there is no count accountability in accordance to what you are submitted to. And this accountability is to hold oneself accountable according to the order that they may have right conduct and righteousness and be an example in where where they have this conduct in. If you go into their job, you cannot be without subjection or submission to the policy, to the rules and regulation, or there won't be any proper conduct that you may conduct, conduct yourself according to how they expect you to conduct yourself. If you were to go in your job and become unsubmissive, unsubjected to the policies and rules and regulation, you will they will hold you accountable for your behavior. The same thing in household. The same thing in um, business. The same thing in life. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is your breeding ground for poverty, curses, disorder, disorganization, being disorganized. Submission is your catalyst to prosperity and success. What are you submitted to? Who are you submitted to? What are you mirroring? What you mirror is what you submit to. Submission is the key to success and prosperity. Submission is the key to bringing order in your life. Submission is the key to living a God-fearing, righteous, and godly lifestyle. Righteousness is where longevity is in all things. Unrighteousness is where short-term is in all things. God is a righteous God. He's not unrighteous. And he teaches submission through his word. Submission is the key for elevation. As the Master God says, he looks upon his servant if the servant is submitted unto him. And when the time has come for promotion in his servant in the servant's submission, God looks over to see if he submitted unto him. And God says he will promote his servant because of his submissiveness and her submissiveness. 
a true son of God is subjected unto his master, whom is his Lord and Savior. A true daughter of God is submitted unto her master, who is our Lord and Savior. Therefore God shall bless the submissive and the subjected son and daughter. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is the cause of God not moving their hand on their behalf. Prosperity is a result of obedience. Submission is obedience. Unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness is disobedience. God doesn't give a rule and an order and cause you to be a curse. God's word doesn't teach you to be a curse. God, God's um, order does not teach you to be unsuccessful. The word of God is prosperity. The Lord teaches you how to prosper. How he teaches you how to prosper is also through his word. Submissiveness to his word will bring success and prosperity unto you. Righteousness, once, once again, as I said, is because of submissiveness. You cannot bear the fruit of righteousness if you do not have it within you. Therefore, you submit yourself unto righteousness, that it may frame you in the image of him who is righteous. Righteousness brings favor from the Lord first. God favors his righteous. For the favor of the Lord surround his righteous, not the unrighteous, not the ungodly. Neither those who do not fear God. It is those who are righteous. Righteousness equals submission. Submission equals righteousness. Favor is for the submissive. Favor is for the, for the one who is subjective. Therefore God shall favor his righteous, and the righteousness of God shall be with them, and the favor of the Lord shall surround them. Longevity is in righteousness. Longevity is in submission. The wages of sin leads to death. Death means that it must come to an end. There is an end. When something must come to an end, it must die. It must fail. But in life... Okay, yes. Yes, I hear you. Yes. um, The wages of sin leads to death. And it must come to an end. But when sin comes to an end, death does not exist anymore how can we end death when sin comes to an end death must come to an end the cause the reason behind death existing is because of sin when sin comes to an end death shall end as well submissiveness and subjectiveness does not bring death It brings life. 
The reason behind this, it brings increase. To prosper means to increase and to grow. Submissiveness and subjectiveness brings increase and growth. It does not bring death. So therefore, it is not a sin to be subjective and submissive. It is sin to be unsubmissive and unsubjective. Therefore, subject yourself under your governing officials who watches out for your soul and subject yourself unto the appointed leaders that God has appointed to you that you may not sin against your God. Free yourself and loose yourself from all forms of unsubmissiveness and unsubjectiveness that causes disorder in your life and cause you not to be successful and prosperous. The reason behind them not being successful and prosperous, not in one thing, not in two things, not in three things, but in all things, is because of their unsubmissiveness. And God says he's been watching it. God says it's time for them to come back to submissiveness and subjectiveness. Bring your temple back into order that you may live a blessed life. So to solve their problems and their solution and bring a solution to their problems, God said it is your submission where your problem is. It is your subjectiveness where your problem is. The reason why the problem exists is because of your unsubmissiveness. To, to fix the problem, you must come back to him and submit unto him first. Then to your appointed leaders. And that is the prophetic word from ICAM. Thus says the spirit of Cleon. <clears throat> greetings, greetings, this is ICAM. Welcome back to um, my next session of this podcast. And I would like to talk about spiritual adultery. Spiritual adultery is the number one cause of natural adultery. How so? The spirit that is in you is the spirit that is using you. Watch us now. Um, the Holy Spirit is husband to the human body, to the temple. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God as well. That is husband unto your body. If there be another spirit that is not of that husband who is God to your body, watch us now, is classified as spiritual adultery. That's number one. Number two, your heart. If your heart does not have the spirit of God, which is the Holy Ghost, what spirit is inside that heart? If the heart 
does not surrender itself unto his husband or her husband, which is the Holy Spirit. What spirit is inside that heart? If there's no spirit that is present in there, what is influencing the heart to have affection towards another person? For those who are led by the Spirit are called the sons and daughters of God. The Holy Spirit is the husband. What has replaced that husband to the temple? Now, before um, before I get a little deeper into this spiritual dirty, and as I'm talking to you here, more wisdom and knowledge is coming onto me, and I'm processing the wisdom and knowledge that is coming onto me. So I had to pause for a second. Spiritual adultery is the number one cause of natural adultery. And the, the reason behind that, the, the, the human temple that is under any influence other than the Spirit of God is classified that they have been controlled and used and manipulated by that Spirit. God does not manipulate you. He doesn't put His Spirit in you to manipulate you. Manipulation is of the devil. That's not God. It is of the devil. God puts his spirit inside of you to use you for his glory, not to manipulate you. For those who are led, to be led is to be prompted and to be willing and obedient. When you allow, you have the choice to allow. When you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, you are classified under his influence. Therefore, you are husband. What is a husband's job? To lead you, to guide you, to protect you, to provide for you, right? That is what the Holy Spirit does to you. He comforts you. He puts you on the right path of light. And he reveals to you and talks to you. Right? What God wants to reveal and talk to you about by the Spirit of God. Spiritual adultery, guys. What is spiritual adultery? Well, that's before we can even talk about spiritual adultery, let us define the word adultery. Adultery is where, as you are married and your heart have affection for somebody else other than who you are married to. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. That's the, that's the first level of adultery. When your heart has affection for someone else other than your spouse. That's number one. Number two, the act of adultery is when there's an act that takes place between two human temples. After they have affection in their heart for each other, other than your spouse. And this act is normally affection or intercourse. That is an adult, that is adultery. Now, spiritual adultery is when you give your temple up to another spirit. Right? 
other than the Holy Spirit who is your husband. Woe unto the rebellious children. Isaiah chapter 30, verse uh, 1 or so. Yes, I think it's about 1 or so. Woe unto the rebellious children who seek counsel, but not of my spirit. Whatsoever counsel that the human devil seeks when they enter into another world, which is the spiritual world, if that counsel does not come from the Father, the Father's Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, who are they seeking counsel from? Watch this now, I'm about to expose something to get your attention. Heart mixture and heart sharing is not to be shared when you are not married unto the individual. Pay attention to what I'm saying here. When you go into a different world, which is a spiritual realm, and you seek counsel, from another spirit that is not of God. God said in his word, woe be unto them. Woe means trouble. Wait, I'm revealing something here. If the spirit of God is not in the heart and the mind, who are they mixing their heart and mind with? that caused them to, to um, be caught in the act of spiritual adultery. If the temple does not want to go and do the wrong thing, then it's under an influence of one righteousness. Pay attention. If the temple wants to go do the wrong thing, then the temple is under some form of influence that is on one unrighteous. Can the Holy Spirit, who is husband, that is God, lead your temple to go do the wrong thing? No. The Holy Spirit doesn't produce unrighteousness. It produces righteousness. The fruit of the Spirit doesn't speak of unrighteousness. It is righteousness. Spiritual adultery is when your temple has been given up to another person, another spirit, other than the Holy Ghost, other than the Lord of hosts, whom is thy husband. The number one cause of adultery is spiritual adultery.
that's what's been going on. Because their heart does not belong unto him. Therefore I, I say to you, surrender your heart. Okay, it's like I'm signing out. Bye.